Welcome to another episode of the Breaking Through Podcast with Elena. That's me. And over here, we like to put the spotlight on badass women in the entertainment industry. We just have open conversations about their lives and how they broke through in this space. Now, this week's episode is pretty unique, and I'll tell you a little more about my guests in just a second. But first, always love shouting out ladies killing the game right now, and I have got to give some major props to Maren Morris, who got the most nominations of any artist at the CMAs this year. She got six, and that includes single album song and video of the year for Girl. She also got female vocalist and musical event of the year with Brothers Osborne for All My Favorite People. So proud of you, Marin, and congratulations to Carrie Underwood as well for being the only woman nominated as Entertainer of the Year. Mega money moves, ladies. Also really want to shout out Taylor Swift and Lizzo for what they did at the VMAs. Taylor killed her opening performance and then had such a passionate speech when she won. I love that she is standing up for what she believes in and educating people, not just like yelling at them. And Lizzo, my God, what can I even say? She says it all. And how is it that every time she performs, the world just feels better about themselves? All of the positivity and incredible talent happening at the same time. I don't even know how we deserve Lizzo, but I am glad to be living in a world where she exists. P.S. Dancing in front of a giant blow up booty is a forever mood and I am here for it. All right, on to this week's guests. Their names are Haley Stevens and Julia Kate Snow. Together, they're called Sweet Leah. Now, when we kick things off, I do explain who they are while they're in the studio, but I just wanted to give a little extra before we get into this. If you follow me on social media, you know I love the Bachelor franchise, partly because I'd rather just watch drama on my TV than experience it in my life, but mostly because it gives me an excuse to drink wine with my girlfriends on a Monday night. Let's just be real. But I got invested in a different way this past Bachelorette season because one of the guys was from Nashville. I always like to root for hometown people. Then I did not want to root for him anymore. Yeah, you guys know Jed. Anyway, one of the guests today, Haley, was the one that called him out publicly with the story that ultimately ended his engagement to Hannah B. Now, watching this all go down, I couldn't stand the way that Haley was being treated in the media after doing nothing wrong. She just got her heart broken. She and Julia Kate are such talents, and I wanted to talk with them about why they decided to go public with it, what the entire experience has been like, and just remind people that these are human beings and think before you tweet, comment, whatever. I ended up being even more fascinated with their story than I thought I would, and I knew I'd be fascinated. So let's get right into it. Here's Breaking Through with Sweet Leah. I would love to welcome Haley Stevens and Julia Kate Snow to the podcast, also known as Sweet Leah. Thank you for being here, guys. Thanks for having us. I know that um, a lot of you might recognize Haley's name from something that happened a few months ago, and it kind of went international. I wouldn't even say it was just here in the States. Like, <laughs> it was a crazy thing. It was everywhere, <laughs> yes. Haley, you ended up coming out with a story about how Jed from Hannah B. Season of The Bachelorette was dating you before he went on the show. And yeah, he ended up winning, as he would put it. And it just was this this really kind of interesting thing to watch go down. And I want to make it clear that, like, I invited you guys on here for a couple reasons. It's not to talk about Jed, but it's for one, we do have some mutual friends. I've been watching you guys on social media for a while and I love what you're doing. And secondly, this podcast focuses on women in the media and you got and more importantly too, how they are portrayed and what how they experience things when they go through especially media circuses and so you guys both have a 
very unique perspective on this. And I want to dig into that a little bit. Um, and we'll also, of course, talk about music. But let's just start with how are you guys doing after all that? <laughs> it's been a wild experience, I think, kind of on both sides of the coin. For me, you know, personally, this was a huge part of my personal life that, yeah. you know, I think when you start in music and when you're an up and coming artist, you expect to kind of be thrown into the media, but not necessarily for something that's so personal. Um, so, you know, you kind of think about everybody goes through a breakup, everybody experiences heartbreak and, you know, kind of getting past that person in the relationship, but then to kind of have to do it on a national scale yeah. when, when really this was, you know, my personal first experience, but also ours, you know, as a duo and as a musical act, you know, to kind of face a full on, as you said, media circus, it was, you know, it's, it's wild. It takes a toll on you personally. It takes a toll on you professionally and kind of now we're, you kind of have to overcome what has become kind of a, a brand that was placed on me or, you know, being somebody's ex-girlfriend when you've worked really hard to be a musician and an artist and a songwriter. So, you know, so many pros came from it. Tons of, you know, people that reached out with similar stories or felt like they were touched by my story or they related and, and felt like they were a little less alone hearing my story. But then, you know, now kind of trying to get back into music and in, in our our real lives, yeah. you know, our real career and, and and kind of making everything more about about that. And um, so, yeah. I mean, it's, it's been a crazy experience. But I mean, you're sure. right. You go through that and it changes who you are as a person. Mm -hmm. It absolutely does. And as an artist, sure. because there's so much different in your life right now. And I, I, I want to explore what that was like, because there are a lot of people listening. And, and there's this kind of reminds me in a different way of like people coming out with their Me Too story. Because you think about what it's going to do to your career. You think right. about if you're going to always be branded as that person. So there's so many layers of coming out with these stories of personal heartbreak and betrayal and hurt. And um, so I, I want to kind of look into what it was like for, because I'm sure both of you talked about this, about whether or not you should come out with the story. Mm -hmm. Like how, how long was that process and why did you ultimately decide to do it? You know, in the beginning, and I will say it is just what a pro to be in a duo and have your best friend by your side when you, when you go through something like this. But, you know, it all started because media outlets found out about me. Mm. And so it was never really my intention to come out at all. This, it was kind of, you know, we were even in a place where I'm like, I'm just going to get over it. Like, let's just work a little harder. Let's throw ourselves into it. And, and Julia Kate's basically like, I got your back no matter what you want to do. You know, yeah. it's your decision. And so when everyone kind of started finding out about it and my name was being thrown around, it's more then, you know, we're talking about, okay, well, this is our career. Like, what story are they going to tell? What what picture are they going to paint of me? Because there are so many ways that it, you know, can go. You wanted to claim your narrative. Right. I'm like, yeah. I, I want to take control of this thing. Mm -hmm. I know I am the only person, well, one of two that, you know, really know what happens here. And, and it, it's a scary thing on a professional level when you, you know, you're working really hard to create this name for yourself and this brand for yourself and to be empowered and to be strong. And, and so it's kind of one of those things that I was scared because I'm like, will people believe me? Will mm -hmm. people, you know, what are they going to think of me? If I say this, if I do this, are they going to think I'm crazy? You know, it's just you, all these thoughts run through your brain, but then it, it ultimately has kind of become this thing where 
I've become stronger than I ever could have. We have become stronger because of, you know, just the things that you have to come overcome, you know, every day that, that go along with it. But ultimately Julia Kate's like, Hey, I got you. This is crazy. Every day is crazy, but well, that's why I feel like people forget that like to us, this is like, yeah, it was in the public eye, but this was also just like our life. It's like, anybody watching their best friend go through a very traumatizing that's what I wanted to ask you about just like what was that like watching her have to do it's I've never been like so close to a person that had you know gone through something like this obviously it's not a very common thing but you know (laughs) not at all right (laughs) so you know Haley and I are roommates and we write together every day and we play shows together four times a week Every week. I mean, we literally do everything together. Yeah. So, you know, it it was, you know, very personal for me, too. It was like it's draining to, you know, see someone just not only get their heart broken by someone, but also all the things that people say about them afterwards or whatever, you know, like it's not happening to me personally, but I feel it, too. You know, so it was of course, just, yeah, it, it's been a very trying time, I would say, yeah. you know, I think. Haley and I have gotten closer through it. And, you know, like she said, there's been a lot of benefits, you know, to just how we've learned to work through hard things together and stuff like that. But, um, but you know, anyone can relate to, oh my gosh, like my best friend is going through this horrible thing and that is so hard mm-hmm. to watch. So, I mean, that's just on a very relatable level, you know. Well, and also very relatable is getting bullied online. And I know that that happened a lot. And I... I didn't even know you then. Like we were just meeting and I, I've been watching and I felt like so protective because I'm just like, you know, I, I, I could see where you were coming from, why you came out with it. And, and you're also going through regular heartbreak. And yet these people, especially in the Bachelor Nation world, I mean, it's a vicious world. It is a vicious world. And I'm sure you saw every angle of that. Yeah. How did you really get through that? Because this is so relatable too, because so many people listen to this podcast that are looking for life advice, that are looking for how to get through these difficult times. For you on that level, how did you? Was it just friendship or are you still dealing with it? And if so, how are you making sure that you're okay? Honestly, it really is kind of a day-to-day thing. It's, you know, the crazy thing is during all the chaos of the media and and the initial like onslaught of these, you know, kind of like cyber bullies, I'd never really dealt with that before. You know, Mm -hmm. your everyday hateful comment here and there, but it was just like mass amounts of and and talking about my character my body comparing me to hannah just you know you're reading these things and it's like i can rationalize it i i know i'm like okay they're saying this because they're upset or because they're big fans of the show and and you can talk yourself through it rationally but it doesn't make it any easier to read really terrible comments about yourself no matter how much I know and and no matter how much I tell myself that's not true you know or or you're okay it's all okay you know you're strong you got this no matter how much I lean on my friends and I'll say you know a, a big reason that I got through it was because my friends are reading through it and I tried just to stay off of my comments as much as possible which is hard to do it's so hard oh, it's yeah. so hard I mean yeah. even now I'm like find myself I'll be like now I kind of want to read them. I'm over it. And I go back and I read like two and I'm like, nope. Shut it again. (laughs) (laughs) Back to the sound of silence. Uh Um, You know, but, but then it's nice to, you know, in that time I would get messages from, 
from friends and family and people who know me personally and, and know my heart and my character that are, you know, they know me, these people online, they don't, they don't know me. They don't know what my intentions were. They don't know every time that I cried. They don't know every time that, that I was hurt, that Julia Kate held me while I, you know, they don't, those people don't see those moments. All they see are, are words in a magazine article or, or a perfectly posed picture and an eloquently written caption that they don't know the pain that, that has, you know, been behind that. And, and, and then as that kind of unfolded, it's, you know, my comments were, were fairly hateful, but I was getting these messages and emails from, I mean, hundreds of messages from mostly women, but men too, that had either been through a relationship like mine, had dealt with bullies Mm. online, had been in the similar situations and they, you know, just, they're commending me, but it, and to me that gave me, you know, affirmation. Okay. Maybe I'm doing something right. You know, I'm speaking out, not just for myself, but for all these people that have felt that way, but then kind of what I think maybe those people don't know. And and I wish I could have responded to every single message that I got, but you know, it was fairly overwhelming. So I tried to respond and just let people know how much it meant to me that they took the time to let me know I'm not alone. So as much as they felt like my story made them feel a little less alone, Mm -hmm. it did the same for me to let me know that I'm not the only one that has faced a heartbreaking situation or who's dealt with bullies or, you know, that's felt that way. They've been there too. And and that's pretty cool. That's pretty unifying. You know, it gives you in a situation where you're kind of losing faith, you know, in humanity, you know, not to be dramatic, but kind of you, you feel jaded. And then you hear from these people that are, encouraging you and loving on you and you think you know what people are people are good yeah there's so. more good out there than yeah. there is bad yeah and we've definitely like learned who our friends are you know oh, through, which bet. like everyone yeah. says that <laughs> when you go through anything yeah. they're like you know hard times will show you who your friends are but like that really is true i mean like we've really feel like we have like grown closer to the people that we we're close to and like found some friendships weren't what we thought they were and stuff like that and obviously that's a hard aspect of this too yeah um because basically if Haley loses a friend, I lose a friend. <laughs> yeah, it works that, that way. way. We're like you a are with each other oh, no yeah. matter we're what. We're a package yeah. deal. So, uh-huh. you know, that's She didn't know what she was signing up for. <laughs> I had no idea. A real champion among But man, it really does make you realize how lucky you are yes, with the people that you absolutely. have in your life, right? Yes. Well, and I wonder too, because Nashville is such a small town. Mm-hmm. It's a big deal. It's a big town, but it's a small town. Yeah. And so, yeah, you're dealing with all of this stuff on an international level. But how has it been in Nashville? How has it been with the industry? It's uh, it's good. I mean, industry on a whole, you know, I don't really feel like our career has, you know, as far as our contact, contacts, the places that we play, venues, you know, people that we write with, that hasn't really been af- affected. It's more, you know, like social settings. It's yeah. like a very clear divide. And, and the thing is, you know, Julia Kate's been through breakups before. I'm... F- fairly naive as far as as breakups go like this and and obviously this was amplified but it's more you go into a social setting and and you feel a little unsure of who still likes you yeah you know who okay what are these people saying about me or do they and it's kind of you start to question you question everything Mm -hmm. are they being sincere I don't know am I is it okay if I walk up and say hello do they now think badly of me do they have a different impression of me than they did prior to this sort of life-changing traumatic experience so it's it more just like puts these walls up where I once 
sort of had no fear walking into any social setting in this town because, you know, we've worked really hard to, to keep a pretty spotless yeah. know, reputation and, and to really kind of be on the up and up as much as possible. And so it, it, it just immediately puts you kind of on the defense. You feel really guarded mm-hmm. when you're out and about. But on a whole, I mean, our career, we've even had venue owners that are like, we've got your back. We don't want you to feel uncomfortable. You say the word and we will take care of you. So that we are so, so thankful for the people that we work with professionally that, yeah. have, that have had our back from the Absolutely. beginning. So. Well, and I, I don't know how open you guys are about this and some people are more open than others, but um, something that's kind of organically happened on this show is an overlying theme has been mental health. And we talk very openly about people who go to therapy. I mean, I had a great conversation with Mira Morris about just like she's like yeah it might seem like I'm on top of my game but there's a lot happening underneath and I need that stuff so are you guys do you guys go to therapy what do you do to really make sure that your mental health is right I do once a week and it has been just a game changer I think you know and, and as we continue in this career like you know the thing is we've been introduced to the media and and how all this works now but this is something that we'll deal with hopefully yeah. You know, it's kind of crazy. Hopefully we'll deal with this forever. Yeah. So, but therapy has been it, just eye-opening to all. I, I am a very, I just want to say, I'm okay. Right. I don't want the world to see me shake. I don't want to, I would rather present this version of myself that's happy and quote unquote strong and mm-hmm. really has it together all of the time. I, I never want to let anybody see me cry or or you know, see me on my down days. And so I have, you know, kind of retreated a little. And yeah. I haven't been as social as I used to be. And, and I feel a little unsure of kind of who I am now. You know, that, that seems like kind of a crazy thought. I've, I've been Haley Stevens for, for 27 years, but, you know, you've gone through this and, and we've gone through this. And so it's kind of now I'm sitting down weekly trying to figure out what does Haley Stevens look like now? Because there are, a lot of aspects of this that I'm like, I can't go back to who I was. Yeah. I'm proud of the girl that got through this. Like I'm proud of the strength that, you know, I showed. And, and every time that I, I, you know, I'd call my mom and say, I don't know how to do this. I don't Mm. know how to keep going. I, my chest hurts. How do I, what do I do? You know? And it's like, you ask those questions and every single time that happened, I got through it. You know, I, I leaned on the people around, you get through it. And so it's like, you're this stronger, in some ways, better version of yourself, but then you kind of have to put the pieces back together of what do I look like now? Yeah. And so it's been quite an adventure, but but definitely the mental health side of it, the therapy has been so important. Yeah. yeah. And I would say even like in our writing, like our mm. co-writing oftentimes starts with like an hour long therapy session. Yeah. I'm like, how is everyone doing? Yeah. yeah. Like, Let's all check in. What's going on with you? Like, how is your head? How's your heart? Yeah. Like, that kind of thing, you know. And that is very, I mean, it's beneficial to our writing, but also just beneficial for our minds and our hearts yeah. to be able to, you know, discuss those things that, you know, you're not necessarily going to have that kind of conversation at a bar with a friend or whatever, mm-hmm. but, you know, in a safe space where you can really just be vulnerable and honest. And I feel like, you know, just like having the opportunity to talk about those things with like minded people is you know, wildly beneficial yeah. for you, you know, for anyone to have it, 
yeah, a chance to talk about it. You know, it's so I've I feel like it's, it's such a relief that we're now like slowly getting into this world where we are normalizing the fact that we need to take care of ourselves yeah. mentally. And uh, I mean, I saw this meme the other day. I don't know if you guys saw, but but it was something like you know back in the day you'd be like I went to the therapist. Yeah, yeah. and now you're like, <laughs> girl, my therapist told me right. this. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, I, I love that we're getting there. And thank you for being open about I, that. Yeah. I preface most of my conversations now with what. Well, when I went in therapy the other day when I was talking about Julie Kate's like all right, right. Tell me about it. Let's <laughs> go. Yes, let's yeah. go. No, you guys, I, I've been watching you very closely as a lot of people have. And I mean, this whole thing, like I've said, it, it's been a crazy thing to watch go down and, and very interesting. I give you major props because I think you guys have done it so eloquently. And I look at stuff like, you know, all of this crazy PR that's surrounding you. And you guys had to find this really fine balance of being smart business women and taking advantage of the fact that you're being talked about but also like not crossing the line of oh they're only doing it because of that right so how do you find that line as we go into talking about your music here i mean i think that for us we would just you know obviously yeah there were more eyes on us than there had been previously but at the end of the day we just wanted to stay true to who we are we're still writing the same you know about the same kinds of things that we want to write about and you know, I think that Haley and I have always just said that our music speaks for itself. So, you know, if people are just looking us up because they're curious mm. about it, then, you know, you want something to be there. So, be yeah. it. you know, <laughs> that's totally fine if that's your reasoning. But like, I can promise you that most people will make a believer out of you, yeah. you know, and that's kind of been our mentality about the whole thing is just, you know, we're just going to keep our heads down and do what we're doing. And, you know, um, we get comments all the time or people coming to our shows in Nashville all the time, almost every day that are like, oh my gosh, I'm glad that I feel bad for you, but I'm glad that y'all went through this because otherwise we wouldn't have known who you are. Yeah. So, you know, just being like, yeah, it was a sucky situation, but you know, we have been able to meet some really great people through it. And, you know, it's introduced our music and who we are to a lot of people who wouldn't have otherwise known yet right that's pretty cool yeah well i love how you are doing it and but i was i gotta be honest i was surprised when i saw the single that you guys decided on i really (laughs) i mean i think a lot of people kind of assumed you would have like taken whatever happened and kind of put that into the debut single or the single that you have right right, right now but red naked was (laughs) way (laughs) off of what i thought so and and i mean you guys had to be like really smart about how you wanted to decide what you're going to put out there so what was that process us like we've i mean we've obviously written songs kind of about the scenario but we've we've kind of tried to generalize it you know use the pain and use the inspiration from from what's been going on but then you know the this is not your typical story of heartbreak this is not you know if i write if i if we sing things like well when you went on tv and Wah, yeah. wah. You know, it's like right. I'm not sure that's your proposal. The, yeah, exactly. The right. most relatable, but yeah, there have been ways that you know we would like take it into writing, and and so even through all of this, we tried to write from a the, sort of the every girl or every person perspective. You mm-hmm. know, okay, so this is how you're facing it, but so all that to say, we have written songs about a situation inspired yeah. by yeah, but it was very important to us and enjoy Kate kind of touched on this. This is what we do every day. This is our job. We wake up, Mm -hmm. we write songs, we play shows, we bust our tails. You know, 
we don't sleep. We're tired all the time yeah. because we this is all that we want to do and mm-hmm. it's all that we've wanted to do our whole lives. Yeah. So it, it's it is kind of tough because now people are looking at at us for this situation, but we're like, well, we're not really doing anything different. Yeah. You know, somebody said, I can't believe that you're releasing a song so soon after the finale. And I'm like, am I supposed to never, re- you know, that's what you were going to do anyway. Right? We not get to release music again and because this, ha- you know, it's like, you right. don't get to put just like when people go through a heartbreak, they don't put, they don't not go to work. Right. Mm-hmm. They don't stop their lives. Yes. We just didn't stop our lives. We just kept working. We put music out because that's what you do when you're an artist. You well, write songs, you put them out and hope people like it. Exactly. Yep, that's what and we did. as far as like the decision to put, you know, Red Naked out versus, you know, maybe something that was more like heartfelt or something right. like that. At the end of the day, we don't want to keep drawing the narrative back to that situation. Like yeah. it's over. Let's move on. Everybody, you know, right. like like Haley said, like this is our life. This is just what we do. This is our job. There's a fun well, you know? and, Yeah. And for you guys, you would constantly be having to relive that when you play exactly. it, when you play it. But now you just get to like have some fun. Exactly. And, and, like, and like, everyone would just want to talk yeah. about that and like, oh, like let's talk, dig into the heartbreak of the song. Like, no, like we write about other stuff too and yeah. it's fun Sometimes and it's great. We just like and to have fun. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. We've Absolutely. been sad for six months. Oh, wait. Hey, that's, that's what I'm saying. Let's have some fun. fun. Exactly. Let's drink some beers and stomp <laughs> our boots and have fun. You guys deserve it more yeah. than anyone. I would <laughs> definitely you. say that. Now, you guys were mentioning just now, like, you know, you, it is your job and yeah. yeah, life goes on and you are still writing, you're performing at night and one thing that I really liked to highlight is how hard musicians are working right now to make it work and you guys are like a lot of people in this town you know you've got one foot where you are you know internationally known at this point and have thousands of followers and are you know working on your own music on music row all of this and you have one foot where you're playing and hustling on broadway and kicking ass down there but you you know you're playing covers also your stuff but playing a lot of covers Mm -hmm. so that's like this really strange reality to me does it feel strange to you guys is it like a hannah montana situation like living a double life (laughs) i honestly no one's ever compared it yeah i mean our dream is obviously to be playing our music every day of our lives doing we always say our set and our broadway set yeah Yeah. We love to play on Broadway. We love the people that we meet. We lo- we have guys that we play down there with, and we do full band shows, and we have a great time. Mm-hmm. And, and it's made us, you know, stronger players, stronger singers, stronger performers. Y'all being able to engage. Together. It's insane how like the people that play on Broadway. Everybody's so talented and plays for so long, yeah, like nonstop. Hours. I mean, we'll play four ba- four hour full band shows where we're jumping around and yeah. being crazy for four hours straight, you know? And we'll do that four days in a row. Yeah. And that's just kind of what we do, you know? And and then you wake up and then you go to a right and yeah. you go back to your... <laughs> so it's like, it really is like kind of like alter egos. Yeah. But, but the cool thing is that, you know, so many people in this town also have day jobs, you right. know, or, or do something that doesn't necessarily involve music while they're hustling to make music and... And so we really look at it, you know, it, it's an opportunity every day, whether it's yeah. exactly the capacity that, you know, we exactly how we want to be playing music for the rest of our lives. Maybe, maybe not, but yeah. we get to play music for people every single day. We get to play our originals. We sneak them in and, yeah. Yeah. and usually people re- respond, respond well. 
far better to our originals. Really? They, oh, I love that. Well, they, they yeah. see the passion. Yeah. Like, yeah. They see that that's where our heart is. Yeah. And we, you know, you learn a lot from playing covers by artists that are mm-hmm. further along than you. Absolutely. I mean, we're playing songs that are classics that have been around for forever and, and you watch people sing along to those lyrics and you think about the fact that whatever the song is that you're singing, they probably were in our shoes. Yeah. At and one so point, it's kind yeah. of a full circle. You, you know, you know you, we dream about the day that somebody's going to be playing our songs on Broadway. Exactly. You know what I mean? <laughs> Everyone's like, oh my gosh, I love that song. Like, At your bar on Broadway. Yes, right. exactly. Right. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It will happen. We, yeah. we, oh, absolutely. We call it our Broadway to Bridgestone. Bridgestone. I <laughs> love it. Yeah. I'm That's our fully support mind. that. Yes. Yeah. But yeah. you guys, I mean, it, play, playing like that, I, I think this is really funny. The other day I was talking to somebody that is now opening for a bigger star mm-hmm. and they were like, I was like, well, what's the pressure? Like that pressure is insane for like the big star and you're in an arena and blah 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 and they're like y'all this is the easiest thing I've ever done I used to play Broadway now my set's 30 minutes and it's just my song I was like that's such a good point that is so true I mean like until you get up on stage and play a three or four hour set like you just don't know it's it's, I mean it's crazy it's It's so hard and the fact that your voice is always gone yeah Yeah. and the fact that you guys know as many songs as you do is I know more songs than I ever thought was humanly possible in fact we kind of play a game sometimes when we're on stage we challenge people to come up with we're like no ask us songs ask us songs that we won't know or that we've never played and we like to just like I will not back down from a challenge. No, oh, like I, song roulette. Oh, yeah, like, exactly. Like, I'm like, Ooh, just yeah. what do you want to hear? Julia Kate will get like pop punk songs, and I'm yeah. like, okay, that's Julia Kate, and then she'll will get some obscure country song, and she's like, Haley. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, it, but it's well, cool. and like it's we kind of have like an eclectic taste in music as yeah. far as like what we enjoy listening to, like beyond just country music and mm-hmm. stuff. So I feel like it's given us a little bit of uniqueness downtown, where you know, whereas most people are playing either like classics or like top 40 hits we kind of will play some more i mean i don't want to like show all of our cards but <laughs> i do rap so oh, if, need if to anybody see that. was you know wondering <laughs> I, I, I rap every it's, now it's and a then big crowd pleaser yeah so, i would uh, love yeah. to see Check that out our broadway schedule don't miss well out. speaking of your broadway schedule <laughs> yeah. where can people catch you if they want to come down um, you can go to our website, www.sweetliamusic.com. Hey. Um, we post all of our shows on there every month. Um, but yeah, I mean, we it's kind of changes month to month and where weekend we to weekend where yeah. we are. So that's the best way to kind of keep up with where we'll be. Well, let's keep talking about some fun stuff. Yeah. The song Redneck, and we kind of touched on <laughs> yes. it earlier. But what has it, what has the reaction been like? Has it been really exciting to like experience all of this? It is a... Uh, it's amazing. It is definitely one of those sing-along songs that gets stuck in everyone's head. Yeah. So we love when we walk into a room and somebody's going, naked. Yeah, yeah. And have, like people say, you know, we'll walk into a bar where there's friends and that's what everybody kind of associates us with right uh-huh. now. Um, but, it, you know, it's been fun. It's, I think people, like you said, were kind of surprised at our choice to put this out. Um, but, you know, people's reaction to it is like people want to listen to music and have a good time and feel good. Sometimes you want to listen to it to, you know, soothe a heartache or to help you get through something. But sometimes you just want to have fun. And um, I think like that's been a cool thing is people are like, it's just so catchy. It gets stuck in my head all the time. Like that's been a a fun response for us. Yeah. I think the funniest thing is that it honestly started as a joke. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, really? The the song. I mean, 
We have a kiddie pool on our back porch because we're adults. Of Just course, that obviously. There, that's what all adults do, have kiddie right. pools on their back porch. <laughs> so we're waiting on one of our co-riders and really great friends to come over for our ride. And and this was in the thick of, you know, all sort of the craziness. Yeah. And yeah. In so, the middle of a very difficult very time. Difficult time. Uh-huh. We the song. <laughs> so we're all expecting to kind of write, you know, this like, Heartbreak anthem or, or something really wow, wow. right. Poor me. Bring in the choir. Right. Exactly. Yeah. You know, full string section. <laughs> <laughs> and she, she walks out on the back porch and she's like, okay. And I said, I guess we're about naked. And she said, y'all are red naked. And we're all kind of like, wait. Julie Kate's like, can we? I'm like, should we? And Allie's like, let's do it. And so we, it know, was a joke. We really were like, we were playing it and we we're like, haha, this is funny. And then we we're like, wait, like, it's kind of like groovy. Right. It's kind of cool. Yeah, like, like, what's going like, do on? Do we love this? I think we do. Wait, that makes it even better though. Yeah. So there's yeah. just only happiness surrounding it. Yes. And it's something that actually pulled you out of right. the yeah. moment that you were in. It was it's like, a I very was in positive. bad mood. And yeah. then I was like, guys, this is the most fun day I've had in a while. Yes. Yeah, yeah so. it's a very positive memory, like writing that song for us. Is yeah. Something we'll always remember. It's really fun. Well, you guys, I, I know we need to start wrapping up here, and it, but I, I, there's a few more things that I do want to cover. Oh. Um, one of them being something that I bring up every podcast. Okay. This podcast was originally called Women Want to Hear Women, and it was all derived from the uh, idea that, and the phrase that I was told time and time again to my face, ended up being finding out that artists were being told it to their face, women don't want to hear women. Now, there's a whole movement happening right now, and obviously we're all challenging it at this point. But when you guys hear that phrase, women don't want to hear women, how do you react? Women don't want to hear women honestly kind of fires me up because we are surrounded by, and our closest friends are these really incredible Female musicians. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, Megan Patrick and Casey mm. Tindall and Lainey Wilson and Jenna LaMaster and, and these people that are people, not even just women. I mean, they are writing songs and playing songs and perform. Like, you know, they're putting on these shows that I, I, transcend male, female. I mean, just artistry. Yeah. Artistry. Yeah. It, it's insane. It's inspiring. It's motivating. It's, you know, we're watching our great friends play huge stages and open for really great people and it's it it fires us up so Mm -hmm. it's it honestly i can't even i can't comprehend that statement for Mm -hmm. someone to say women don't want to hear women maybe i'm surrounding myself with you know the right people but i want to hear women goodness Mm -hmm. gracious the the writers and artists in this town Women got something to say. Absolutely. And I think that there is definitely, you know, I feel like things come in, uh, come and go in waves, you know, like in the nineties, there was a huge female, you know, presence in country music Mm -hmm. at that time and then kind of faded for a while. But I'm, I feel like we would say like, we're starting to see that. I mean, anyone could say like that, you know, surge of women, you know, making huge moves, you know, Maren Morris and Casey Musgraves and Carly Mm -hmm. Pierce and, you know, all these women who are going and playing stadiums, you know, headlining stadiums mm-hmm. and stuff. Like we're starting to see a trend go back to, to, um, you know, people wanting to hear women and see them and, yeah. um, you know, getting the attention that they deserve, you know, and, and that's I, pretty cool. I think, like you said a little bit about, you know, like the therapist, how people used to kind of like whisper it. And, mm-hmm. You know, I think there has always kind of been this thing about women can't say that. 
women can't be, you know, we talk yep. about this all the time. Like, yeah. okay, well, we can't sound too sad. We can't sound too happy. You can't sound too broken. You can't say something too edgy. You can't, yeah. you can't like, cr- there's a line and you can't cross it because you're a woman. And mm-hmm. We write a lot of songs that are about cross the line. Yes. Watch us. You Hold know? my beer. Yes. Watch, Watch my beer. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I think kind of like the, that line being blurred and, and these women not being afraid to say, you know what? Sometimes we are that way. You know, yeah. we're not afraid to just say, tell it like it is. Right. And I think that that's, that's empowering to women in general, not just, not, you know, women artists or, or putting Any it in, in, in yeah. the music world, but. I think that's why even, you know, our, our guy friends are listening to our female country art and they're like, it just fires me up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh They're incredible. Yeah. Yeah. There are so many incredible female artists and so many female artists have paved the way. And like, I I don't know if you guys saw the CMA announcement last week, how the award show is now going to be hosted by Carrie Underwood, Dolly Parton and Reba McIntyre. Oh, I didn't see that. Oh yeah. And they're, they're using the whole night to not only celebrate, you know, what happened in the last year, obviously, but also to celebrate the women that have paved the way in country music and that have shaped the genre. So it obviously is really coming around. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you look at people like the high women and really? and Casey who, and, and, and Carrie who are using that yeah. platform to yeah. say like there's a problem here and we're going to fix it like right. it's not an option at this I mean, point. Carrie Underwood did an entire tour with just women. Mm-hmm. Yep. Seems and to be working. One so, day hopefully uh, it won't be like oh it's all women it will just be like oh, oh it's a normal thing. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Yeah. Well and that's what we always say you know it's just you know we don't want to necessarily be defined as like you know, a woman artist or whatever. I'm mm-hmm. like, we just want to be artists. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we have just as much to say as the boys and we play like them and you know, like we just want to be in the, in the group. Like you know true I mean? quality. Yeah. Just like to where it's just, it's just here and there. Like yeah. Equality. Don't like yeah. us because we're girls. Yeah. Like us because we're good. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. You're not good for a girl. You're just good. Uh-huh. Yeah. Amen, guys. Yeah. Now, I, we're going to get to your performances yeah. here and I want to find out what you guys are doing. You're, so you're going to perform Red Naked? Yes. And then you're also going to do a cover. What did you choose? We're going to do Ashley McBride. <gasps> oh, which one? Top Bar and Dahlonega. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Now, you guys can check all of those videos out at on our YouTube page or at NashCountryDaily.com. Sweet Leah, you guys are awesome. I am so happy that you stopped by and I'm just... I'm just going to say on behalf of a lot of people, we're so proud of you and congratulations on actually making it through that. And I know there's always going to be, there's always going to be a road ahead, but you guys have such steady heads on your shoulders and you're so talented and just, I'm glad that you guys did what you did and how you did it. So, Thank you so much. We appreciate course, you. Thank you. Of course. Thank you guys. Well, if you're like me, you're in love with them now, and hopefully you have an even clearer understanding of their situation and their story in general. Support these talented ladies. All right, time for some thank yous. First and foremost, Haley and Julia Kate, thank you for being so lovely and so open. These are not easy conversations to have, but they are very important. Thank you to their entire team, including Kate Richardson, who helped to set all of this up. And to the Breaking Through team, Brian Webb, Joey Salvia, Jim Casey, y'all rule. But most of all, thank you for listening. You definitely want to go check out those videos of their performances. They're fantastic. We've got those up on our YouTube channel. You can find the link in the show notes. And if you enjoyed this, it would mean the world if you would take a second and rate this show five stars on Apple Podcasts. Maybe even leave a review. I'm 
might read it on next week's episode. Who knows? Whatever you guys do that, it helps to make the show more visible so more people can find it when they're looking for a new podcast. We would love to have this message spread. Now, if there is someone you really want to be featured on a future episode, make sure to Instagram or tweet me your suggestions. I'm at Elena D. Smith. That's E-L-A-I-N-A. D is in dog. Smith is in Smith. I love hearing from you guys on there and especially love your screenshots listening on your Insta stories. That's so cool. Makes me smile so hard. Now that about does it for me this week, but we'll be back with a new episode next week. Talk to you then. From the Westwood One Podcast Network.